but stockfills um, essentially are savings clubs um, that require a, a kind of membership. People often pay a membership joining fee. There are um, monthly contributions that they're expected to make. And then obviously the, the similarity is that obviously there's a, a shared ownership um, with the Stockfill members and our Easy Properties investors. That's almost where the, the similarities end. Um, so again, in that Stockfill, you're, you're required to um, make a minimum contribution every month, whatever that might be, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 rand a month. Um, and then again, that Stockfill is, is governed by a constitution and the, the members who investing money, um, insofar as I understand it, don't also don't really get a say in where that money is invested. I think that's largely governed by the um, Stockville constitution and the administrators of that fund. My name is Diana and this is the Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt and investing for the future. Welcome to the Family Finance Show with Diana Granu, proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. This podcast is your weekly guide to effective budgeting, planning and future-proofing of your family's finances. Because money matters to every family and every family matters at Old Mutual. Enjoy the show. In this episode, Rupert Finnamore, CEO of Easy Properties, joins us to explain a new and simple way to invest in property. Easy Properties is not a REIT, nor is it a Stockville. It's something entirely new. I really enjoyed our chats and think Easy Properties is an excellent example of homegrown innovation. But always remember to do your own research before buying. Enjoy the episode. My personal investment style is quite a lazy one, if I'm honest. I like to invest in exchange-traded funds that give me average returns and then I just sit back and let compound growth do its magic. Um, And I think this is the reason I haven't taken to property investing. I've seen it as too much hard work, it's a bit complicated, and I I think uh, it's probably easy to make mistakes. But Easy Properties seems to take away some of these pain points and it opens up property investing to lazy people like me. Uh, Rupert, since (laughs) this is all new to me, uh, let's just start with the basics. What's the difference between REITs, which I am invested in, and Easy Properties? Okay, so um, Diana, there are obviously quite a few um, major differences. The, and I'll, I'll run through the, the kind of REIT stuff first. REITs obviously um, listed funds. They um, are enormous kind of managed property funds. They're uh, potentially hundreds, uh, a diverse mix of hundreds of different properties. Um, because they are big managed funds, you know, you invest in a REIT and the, the kind of fund managers actually manage the units, they dis- the properties, they decide what to invest in, what to disinvest um, from. Um, you, as an investor, you don't really have much say in, in what goes on. Well, obviously, you have no say in what goes on in those um, investments. Easy properties, um, because we, we kind of segment our um, investments into, into different opportunities, uh, first and foremost, investors get a, um, a direct decision in, in what kind of property they would like to invest in as a start. 
Um, I think very importantly as well, um, REITs pay out um, income um, to investors and is classified as, as income. So a normal um, income tax rate applies. Um, easy properties, we pay out uh, rental income in the form of dividends. So dividends withholding tax applies, which is 20% versus um, your, your kind of marginal tax rate. Those are big ones. Um, REITs pay out dividends um, usually biannually. Easy Properties pays out dividends every quarter. Um, REITs by law have to pay out 75% um, of the profits back to the investors. At Easy Properties, we pay out 100% um, of those profits to investors as dividends. Um, obviously, REITs are um, listed on, on exchanges and so people can trade in and out of them um, daily if they wish to. Ours is, um, is not like that. We, we try and encourage people to invest for the medium to long term. We, we're not looking to trade in and out of properties on a daily basis. Um, you know, we, we do understand that liquidity can be an issue for people. And therefore, have we, we've um, about to launch our um, auction capability, which we're going to be running once every quarter, which will at least allow people to, um, you know, um, exit some of their positions should they should they wish to, or if um, you know things happen in life and you, you need some of your access to your cash. So that's one of the kind of friction points that we've um, you know kind of put in place. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't set up easy properties as, as something to um, compete with the REITs. It's, it's a very different product. Um, but I think those are probably the, the most um, uh, important differences between a REIT and easy properties. Okay, so from what you're saying, it is clearly different from a REIT. But it makes me think uh, it sounds a bit like perhaps a pro property stock fell. Would you classify easy properties as a property stock fell? No, there's also quite um, some interesting differences um, between a stock fill and easy properties. Um, again, so um, stock fills, I think, are, are one's got to kind of consider them, and I don't um, profess to be a, a stock fill expert, but stock fills um, essentially are savings clubs that so, um, require a, a kind of membership. People often pay a membership joining fee. There are um, monthly contributions that they expected to make. And then obviously the, the similarity is that obviously there's a, a shared ownership um, with the Stockfill members and our Easy Properties investors. But that's almost where the, the similarities end. Um, so again, in that Stockfill, you're, you're required to um, make a minimum contribution every month, whatever that might be, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 rand a month. Um, and then again, that stock fill is, is governed by a constitution and the, the members who investing money, um, insofar as I understand it, don't also don't really get a say in where that money is invested. I think that's largely governed by the um, stock fill constitution and the administrators of that fund. Um, again, easy properties, there, there's no membership joining fee or anything like that. And you invest as and when you can in, in whichever property you can. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's again, very different. There's no minimum investment opportunities, um, or sorry, minimum investment requirements at easy properties. You, yeah, as I say, you invest when you can with what you can in what you, what you like.
Again, so I the, think that's also quite a fundamental difference. Yeah, the way I understand it is that uh, investors in easy properties are able to participate in an IPO, an initial uh, public offering, which raises capital for new property investment, a particular new property investment, very specific. So how does it work uh, there with that IPO? Are you buying shares in that physical property through the IPO? Yeah, well, it's a it's a technicality, but essentially you're buying shares in the company that owns that that collection of property. Um, so obviously that you know we go out and we we help source really good deals. Um, you know through a kind of collective bargaining. You know the, the fact that we are able to crowdsource um, funds and a, and a whole lot of capital. You know we go off to developers and essentially identify really good opportunities, but then through the, the power of bulk purchasing, we are able to um, negotiate good discounts um, on, on the, the actual purchase price of these, these units. And um, yeah, and then so we, we package that in a, in a shelf company, we put together a prospectus which details all the financials, um, all the assumptions, the, the rental management agreements, everything you could possibly think of, all the regulatory hurdles of which there are many. Um, and we, we kind of package that whole thing together and, and make that available to the public. And then guys are able to subscribe for shares in that particular um, company that owns that particular um, real estate asset. And um, what happened? Yeah, is the, the kind of short answer. Uh, what happens if you don't raise the full target capital amount for that investment then, Rupert? Is the shortfall made up by debt or does it just fall away? Yeah. Um, so when we go and identify a property, there's obviously um, a, a complete purchase price. What what we try to do is we raise 70% of that purchase price. So 70% is provided by equity and 30% we, we raise through a mortgage. Um, and there's a specific reason why we do that, and that's to give our investors um, some access to um, gearing, which is obviously one of the, the benefits of um, investing in residential property. So the 70% of that sales price is our funding target. Um, if we don't raise that amount, then the, the money is quite simply given back to all the investors. Um, you know, if we hit that 70% target, then obviously the, the property transaction um, goes ahead. I always emphasize to listeners of the show uh, how important it is to have low fees on your investments. What fees do investors pay with easy property investments? It's such a good point. You know, when I was doing a little bit of research um, for our chat this morning, uh, you know, and I was specifically, again, just reminding myself of some of the detail around the REITs and some of the stock fills and stuff. Um, and one of the stock fills that I saw, and obviously they're all different, and I think there are thousands that are popping up all the time. And um, I love the idea of a stock fill, so it's not a criticism at all. It's maybe just a, crit a criticism of this particular one that I saw. Their they, um, monthly requirements um, in terms of the contribution was 2,000 Rand. So you think you're actually investing 2,000 Rand a month, but I saw that the, the monthly fees on that particular one for administration was 500 Rand um, of your 2,000 Rand. So, I mean, in wow. that respect, the, the fees would be 25% of your investment, wow. which is enormous. Um, so, yeah, as you say, research is absolutely key. So 
From an Easy Properties point of view, there's um, the first charge that investors get charged is a capital raising fee. So, um, you know, again, we, we look to raise the, the 70% um, for the property purchase. We, we charge a capital raising fee of 1%. So for every um, 100 Rand that somebody puts in an investment, there's a, there's a one Rand charge um, to raise the capital. Um, once the property goes ahead, and then obviously there's there's the standard um, kind of taxes, you know, that are beyond our control in terms of um, uh, purchasing shares and allocation of shares and that kind of stuff. Um, but then once a, a, a an investment goes ahead, Easy Properties charges a, a zero point six percent fee per annum for um, the 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 kind of assets that we manage on our platform. Um, it's, yeah, so that's 0.6% per annum. There's a 1% upfront fee. And then um, the, the only other charge that there is, is when it comes to the time of auctions, if, if guys want to buy or sell shares, um, then there's a 1.5% um, fee for um, the purchase or selling, purchase of more shares or the selling of existing shares. I was actually looking at your one of your prospectuses and uh, the fees are all very clearly laid out there, which I think is really important. And it makes it easy for customers when they're doing their research to know exactly what fees they're going to expect to pay. There's nothing hidden in there. Yeah, I think that's key. I mean, A, that's key from a re regulatory point of view, that it's um, very much the philosophy of the Easy Equities Group is transparency, openness, um, yeah, all, all of those kind of good things. So investing in property takes a lot of capital, uh, which makes it less accessible to some people. Um, and it also comes with a lot of risks. Uh, for example, if you buy to let, you have non-paying tenants, so you have to try and evict them, which I think is quite difficult to do, or you, mm. you don't have yeah, tenants likely. in your property. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is also one of the reasons why I've kind of avoided property investments for so long. But how does Easy Property solve this problem for customers? Yeah, so I mean, maybe if you don't mind, I'm going to take a step back and just um, I'm, I'll obviously attend to that question just with the, the kind of background to Easy Properties. So obviously, Easy Properties is a, is a company that is owned within the um, Easy Equities group. Easy Equities has now got um, north of 700,000 um, registered uh, users. And it was about um, maybe two years ago, a survey was sent out to the, the, the kind of investor base at the time and specifically asking what kind of other assets um, would, would people like to invest in. And overwhelmingly, the response came back um, that people would like to invest in, in property. And so the, the first thing that we, we did, having got that um, feedback from our clients, is to then identify what all of these friction points are. And obviously, the very first one is um, access to capital. You know, investing in, in property can be very expensive. You know, if you're looking at buying, um, just sitting here in town and overlooking Park Town and Rosebank um, through the window. So if you're looking to buy a new um, unit in Rosebank, a million rand unit, you know, and you need to come up with a deposit, well, you know, the, the bare minimum that you're going to need to come up with is 100,000 rand. And certainly not many of us have got a hundred thousand rand lying around. Um, so that's obviously the, the first major friction point. 
The, the second friction point is, again, access to, um, to finance. You know? So maybe we do have 100,000 Rand lying around, but you still got to go and qualify for a bond of 900,000 Rand. And um, again, that's not always accessible to, to everybody. So there's a major friction point with access to the capital. Um, not many people have got experience, as you mentioned, in terms of managing the property, finding tenants, um, if you're using a traditional um, agency, that can be quite expensive. You know, often they, they charge close on a, a month's rent to, to find a tenant for you. Um, and then there's horror stories around tenants who move in and the, the amount of money that it costs to get somebody out. is obviously a major friction point. And I, I think one of the biggest ones is, you know, people talk about the importance of diversification. If, if you and I had to kind of club together and we, we managed to get all the capital together and got access to a bond and we bought an investment unit in Rosebank, you know, if it sits vacant for a while, then we better make sure that you and I between us have got the spare cash to, to pay that bond and the levies and the rates and all of that stuff. And obviously the same goes when a tenant stops paying, you know, suddenly when you're working out your calculations and you, you know, you've got a bond of nine grand and I mean, sorry, uh, 900,000 grand and it's going to cost you eight grand a month and you're potentially renting out your unit for 8,000 rand, you know, that always seems like very simple maths. But as soon as that tenant stops paying, um, suddenly you've got to come up with an extra 8,000 rand a month, um, you know, out of your um, expense base or your, your, your net income and that becomes really, really difficult. So there's obviously an inherent risk associated with, you know, um, one, having one um, investment property. And then the, the, the major um, kind of friction point as well is generally access to good property investments. It's just one of those things that often the, the very best investments that are around are um, sit in the domain of, of those guys who have got um, money already. You know, often through um, investments come their way because they've got the cash. You know, there's that old saying, cash is king. So the best investments go to guys who've already got the money. Um, both from a, a bulk purchasing point of view or um, developers are, are potentially in a bit of trouble and they need a quick fix. You know, there are really good deals to be done, but those aren't generally made available to the ordinary man in the street. And so those are the kind of friction points that we've um, uh, kind of identified. And obviously, you know, so we've, we've dealt with those friction points in the following ways. In... Easy properties, there are no minimums. So you can invest with one rand, 100 rand, 50 rand, whatever it is, there, there are no minimums at all. We've gone out and we've negotiated um, um, bonds with SA Home Loans um, on our various property investments that we apply. So obviously you guys have got access to, to credits. We outsource the, the management of all of those properties to property professionals. Again, because we are, um, Bulk um, clients, bulk units clients, we, we've negotiated really, really good deals um, on the, on the um, property management side. Um, I think a, a big one is, again, diversification. So as an example, um, our, our latest property investment, which has just um, been a successful raise as of yesterday, which is really exciting. Um, we've bought 14 units down um, in the Cape Town CBD. Um, in a building called Black Brick. Um, you know, so again, we've got 14 units there. 
if it turns out that um, you know one of the tenants that we put in there um, is doesn't pay for a month or two months, um, or there's a, there's a period of vacancy, you know, there, there are 13 other units that we have in that particular property investment that are generating income, and therefore, um, you know, we 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 um, mitigate the risk around having a single tenant with a single asset um, in that respect. And um, yeah, I mean, those are those are the ways that we've kind of overcome the, the friction points to getting into property investments. It's all sounding very attractive, uh, Rupert. But the one thing I guess that listeners must bear in mind if they want to jump into property investing right now is that investing in property is a long-term game. So it's not yeah. uh, it's not really a liquid investment. So you did mention in the beginning a little bit about the auctions that you're going to do. But what is the minimum length of time that one should plan to stay invested in an easy property investment? So our full investment terms um, range between five and seven years. And you know, in order to generate the, the kind of full return, both from a capital growth point of view and the, the yields, um, that we, we kind of advertise and obviously the, the diminishing um, debt aspect as we're paying off bonds, we really try and encourage our investors to stay in for that full period. So, you know, each, as I say, each of those is between five and seven years. We, we try to discourage our guys um, from investing with, with money that they're going to need for school fees or um, whatever it might be um, in the kind of coming months. This is this is not um, that kind of play. You know, this is not a, um, a trading platform. This is a, a medium-term investment platform. Um, and so again, we we would prefer guys to stay in for the five years because that's going to generate the the most returns for them. But again, as as you mentioned, we we have set up that auction capability because things happen in life. You know, um, in this time of COVID, people have obviously lost jobs and. All of that kind of stuff and, and people need access to capital. So that's been a, a major way that we've tried to um, at least um, deal with that, that particular um, issue around li liquidity of property investment. You're also a fairly new company having launched, I think it was six months ago, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. What is, what's the consumer response been like? It's been amazing. Um, in the six months since we've started, we've got um, well over 55,000 people that have registered for the platform. We, yeah, I mean, it's been extraordinary. Um, again, I think it's one of those instances where, you know, um, our customer base at Easy Equities asked for a specific thing and we've provided something that our customers have asked for. I think that makes a big difference. So, yeah, we've got 55,000 registered users. Um, and we've got well over 17,500 people that have actually put their hard-earned money into our property investments. How can listeners find out more about Easy Properties um, and the process for investing if they're keen to get started? Yeah, so uh, the best thing is just to um, go to our website. There's easyproperties.co.za. Um, there's also... Uh, 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 a lot of resources available on our um, YouTube channel, which sits within the Easy Equities YouTube channel. There are a lot of um, short clips. There's some longer clips that explain it in great detail. We've got some really smart um, guys that work with us. They um, have done a whole lot of short video clips on explaining what the different aspects of um, property investment are, um, 
you know, how the financials work, how the rentals work, all of that stuff. So I would say, yeah, check those out. That's, that's a really good starting point. And also definitely check us out on our social media, on, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Uh, um, there's a lot of information there too. Uh, Rupert, in your Twitter bio mentioning Twitter, you say that you're a proud dad. So um, this mm, last question okay. will, will apply to you. Uh, what's the one piece of financial advice you would like to pass on to your children? You know, the, the, the very first thing you mentioned in, in opening our conversation, you, you mentioned um, compound interest. Um, I was explaining compound, well, I was trying to explain compound interest. I'm, I'm not like a, a finance guru. I'm an ex-English teacher of, of all things. But I um, was explaining compound interest to my 10-year-old son. And his eyes nearly popped out of his head. Um, and so that was a really interesting one. I think advice to to kids is to is to start you know um both my sons who are 10 and 7 have invested in in um, the properties that we have on the platform they've both invested in um, some shares on the easy equities platform and it's um, investing things that you know um you know we went onto the easy equities platform and they had a look around and they um, recognized brands that they knew and putting 10 rand here and 20 rand there um i think they've got an, um, a total investment in the easy properties stuff of about 100 rand. I think it's about 20 rand a property. But they actually get a real thrill out of it. You know, we, we drive around and we've um, driven past the black brick building in Samson and they know that they're shareholders in those properties. Um, and it's really cool. I mean, for the first time, um, my eldest son, when he lost his last tooth, um, he asked, yeah, obviously the, the tooth mouse left... Um, whatever it was, 20 rand under his bed for his tooth. And he asked me to take that 20 rand and deposit it into his easy equities account because he wanted to buy shares with it. So, um, which was really cool. So I, I think the advice to kids is to have fun and just to start. Yeah, what a cool story to end with. Yeah, Thanks so much yeah. for your time um, on the Family Finance Show, Rupert. Thank you, Dana. for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being thank you for listening to the family finance show with diana granu proudly brought to you by old mutual the time is now to own your financial future. Visit oldmutual.co.za for more great advice, articles, free budgeting tools and calculators, or to find a financial advisor. We'll be back next week.